0: You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast. Please enjoy today's
1: show hosted by Pastor Dan Stallbaum. Good morning! Welcome to the program. Of this beautiful Wednesday, June sixteenth, we're in the middle of June already, and we're doing Morning Breath. Morning Breath, a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible. Then uh, we come down to the studio and read the chapter again. Then we talk about wherever the Lord leads us in the chapter. And my goal when I read the chapter is actually first and foremost to hear something from God for me. Yeah. And then uh, hear God, uh, for something for you yeah. and uh, that type of thing. And, and we just want you reading the Bible and getting into the Word of God. It's powerful. And I keep saying we because my co-host today, Pastor Brian Moore, who's been holding down the fort. I heard that David was on vacation the same time I was gone.
0: Oh yeah, I, oh, I did some. I got to do some shows with my wife. Got to do some shows with some other friends. It was awesome.
1: Wow, I'm glad you got somebody that as talented as your wife to do it with you. She way better than I. Taking up the slack. Am. K- for real taking up the for slack real. for you. No, for I'm just teasing. For That's real. awesome. I'm glad Emily was involved.
0: Yeah, thanks for letting us do that. Thanks oh, for uh, giving us the opportunity. My it's my fun pleasure. to be together. And it, I just want to help some people get connected. Maybe they don't know how to do this whole show thing. And come on, uh, there is ways to go to our app, East Coast app. This is a ministry, East Coast Christian Center. And so if you go to eccc.us is our website. Uh, there's a link there, or you can download our app, East Coast app and the chapters are you know under the podcast actually you got to go to you know find the podcast go down there there's a list of chapters and uh, we would love to get you connected to the word of god you also can find past sermons there there's uh we've got, we're youtube stuff we got all sorts of ways that you get yeah, stuff today right. in social media world and yep. it's out there the bottom line, Word of God will change your life. If you get in it on a regular basis, let's do it together and watch what God breathes on. It's pretty awesome to watch how the Spirit of God will breathe on the Word of God. And you can have a daily devotion, and it's built for you to get some help. Or you could call the church office. That's another way you could do it, yes. 321-452-1060. And let somebody know there uh, that you would like to get a morning breath devotion guide, and we'll help you with that. Yeah, we can mail
1: it or email it. And yeah. so, it's, of course, it's less expensive for us to email it because yeah. we've already got that system in place. So, let us know, and we'll get it to you. Now, we've got a big event coming up at the church, which is very powerful. Uh, we believe just is a life changer, and it's youth camp. Yeah. And so, the age group on that is going into seventh. Yeah. Up through, tw- you know, graduating twelfth. And so you can be, you know, your last year, you've just graduated high school, get ready to go away to college, do your last camp before you go. It is a great, great way to see a young person's life change. I have a strong belief that if a kid will go three years in a row or go to three camps, I've just watched it throughout my ministry, the time I've been involved in ministry here, I've just watched how many kids just do so well in life when they commit to camp on an ongoing basis. And so if you've never gotten your kids started on it, it's a great year to get it started. Yeah, uh, We've got some fundraisers to help you pay for it. Yep. There's a lot going on that way, and we'd love to have your young person involved in camp.
0: So the dates on that are July twelfth to the sixteenth. It's coming up. Before you know it, will be in July. It'll be crazy. But you can get information on That's our events page. That's Go a month to, from now. It's a month. It's <laughs> nuts. Go to eccc.us and click on the events, and you'll see an event there uh, called youth camp. And if you want more information about fundraisers, a bikeathon, there's things to do that way. We would uh, love to connect you. Just you know, there's a form there. Fill out the form, and uh, somebody will be in touch or call the church office again and say, hey, I want to get some information about youth camp. You know, there's one other thing that I hope I could give a little plug to is Global Leadership Summit. You're a leader out there, maybe you're a leader in your family, you're a leader in a business, you're a leader somewhere, anywhere along the way. Many of us are leaders without realizing that we lead things, and we want to help you with that leadership. And so there's a conference that we host here at East Coast Christian Center um, annually. It's actually August 5th and 6th, and you, again, can go to our events page, eccc.us events. And uh, we have a discount code there actually on our website, through our website. And uh, what we want to do is, we want to offset the cost so that you and your employees, your uh, leaders in our community, can That's come good. and be built up, encouraged. Because as the leader rises, everything rises. And so we want to help you lead well, so that others might uh, actually come to know Jesus. But this isn't just a Christian conference. This is a conference of leaders from global leaders across yeah, the, across the world, business leaders, political, I
1: mean, all sorts of stuff.
0: There will be obviously Christian speakers. It yeah. is it is founded on the on godly principles. But there will be leaders from all around the planet that are going to give nuggets that, you know, two days of valuable, a fire hose, valuable. incredible leadership nuggets that we want to get Kinda to. Kind of so. headed
1: up now by Craig Rochelle, Craig Rochelle who, yeah. if you don't know of him as a leader, you need to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: Global Leadership Summit, go to our website. It's August 5th What's the
1: approximate cost of that?
0: Uh, it's $49 if you do it before, uh, I believe it's July 13th, and uh, after that it's $79. That's what a great East Coast is offsetting the cost of that. It's generally around $200, $250 to attend the conference, and we're offsetting the cost of that because we believe in leaders. We want to see yeah. leaders rise. Yep. Yeah.
1: And we're the only church in Central Florida doing it right Absolutely. now that we know of. So. Absolutely. Love to have you. Yep. Okay, let's get in there. We are in 1 Samuel chapter, what, 11? Yep. Yeah, good. It's actually, I'll let you know a little secret. It's my favorite chapter. Really? In 1 Samuel. Yep, wow. I really love it. There's a just a thing that God did in my heart through it, and I just think it's incredible uh, in, in a lot of ways. Even though I'm eyes are getting ready to be gouged out and all that other stuff going on there. I think there's something cool in it. Let's go.
0: We got 15 verses. Yeah, it's really long.
1: I'll read the first seven. You can read the last eight. How's that?
0: All right. I'll get you started. I'm in the New Living Translation. I'm in the New King James. All right. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir.
1: The Nahash, the Ammonite, came up and encamped against Jabesh-Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, make a covenant with us, and we will serve you. And Nahash, the Ammonite, answered them, on this condition, I will make a covenant with you, that it may put out your right eyes and bring reproach on all Israel." Then the elders of Jabesh said to him, Hold off for seven days that we may send messengers to all the territory of Israel. And then if there is no one to save us, we will come out to you. So the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and told the news and the hearing of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field. And Saul said, What troubles the people that they weep? And they told him the words of the men of Jabesh. Then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen, cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of messengers, saying, Whomever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done to his oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell on all the people, and they came out with one consent.
0: All right, verse 8 for Samuel 11. When Saul mobilized them to Bezek, he... Found them there. He found that there were 300,000 men from Israel and 30,000 men from Judah. So Saul sent the messengers back to Jabesh-Gilead and said, We will rescue you by noontime tomorrow. There was great joy throughout the town when the message arrived. The men of Jabesh then told their enemies, Tomorrow we will come out to you, and you can do to us whatever (laughs) you wish. But before dawn the next morning, Saul arrived. Having divided his army into three detachments, he launched a surprise attack against the Ammonites and slaughtered uh, slaughtered them the whole morning. The remnant of their army was so badly scattered that no two of them were left together. Then the people exclaimed or ex, yeah, exclaimed to Samuel, Now where are those men who said, Why should Saul rule over us? Bring them here, and we will kill them. But Saul replied, No one will be executed today, for today the Lord has rescued Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us all go to Gilgal to renew the kingdom. So they all went to Gilgal, and in a solemn ceremony before the Lord, they made Saul king. They, then they offered peace offerings to the Lord, and Saul, all the Israelites, were filled with joy.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I'll get right to it because it's—I uh, was a young pastor at a church in Denver. When um, <coughs> re- oh, excuse me, reading this chapter and spending some time in it, I got this message series called The Heart Message, and it actually changed the direction and sort of vision of our church. And I'd never had that happen before because I was an associate pastor. And then the pastor grabbed onto it, and a lot of people began to really, I mean, just God did something through this message. And what I mean by heart message is Saul, see, two things happen here. They get bad news about this group of people, Jabesh Gilead, and there's a big lesson there because Jabesh Gilead is where a group of Israel lived as far from the promised land as they could be, yeah. they're out on the edges. Out on the edges is dangerous. Right. When the attacking army comes in, they hit the edges first. If you're in the heart of something, it takes a long time for the enemy to get to the heart of it. And so there's a lesson there. But when, when the news of what this Nahash did came to Israel, it says, and all the people lift up their voices and wept. That's mm-hmm. sympathy. Yeah. That's, I feel bad because you're in a bad situation. I mean, I cry for Nick all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Nick's a great guy and he's got, now I'm just excited about his life and where he's headed. But to cry for someone and weep and to feel their pain is powerful. But the Bible says, and Jesus being moved with compassion. Yeah. Jesus didn't just feel our pain. God didn't just shout his love from heaven and go, "Oh, hey guys down there, I love you." He sent his son to die for us. He demonstrated his love on earth. And there's a difference between, you know, feeling bad for somebody and doing something about it. And Saul when he came in was so moved in his heart and the spirit of the God came on him his anger was greatly aroused and then he acted. Yeah. And so, you know, the Bible says that God's going to go throughout the whole earth in the book of Revelation yeah. and put a mark on all of those who weep and sigh for those who are, you know, are hurting or the poor or the broken or the trafficked or whoever you want to pick. But I don't think it's just for those of us that feel bad for them. I think it's going to be for those of us that do something about it. And not only feel it, but then jump in there and try to do what we can to help the circumstance or situation that people are in that is killing, stealing, and destroying. Anyway, that's kind of... The heart message, and that's why this chapter means so much to me.
0: I think I think it's really cool to see that that compassion and the the move to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to help rescue somebody who's out on the edge. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think about just the heart of what God has said and spoken over East Coast over the years about there are groups of people in our community that maybe are a what we would call like a
1: marginalized, a marginalized or about... a tribe of some yeah, sort. There's okay.
0: there's tribes that are that are out there that maybe nobody's reaching or that that might feel isolated or might feel alone. And you know, one of the things that we've kind Raised the banner on recently is you know foster care and there's a there's a group of people that are fostering children in our community. I believe the number in Brevard County is over 300 foster care children in Brevard County alone. The state of Florida is around 3,000 or some massive number like that. That's a lot of kids in our in our community that are without a parent, right, that are mm-hmm. that are being fostered and cared for. And we as a church have said, hey, we want to reach into this. How can we do this? Because that is somebody who God cares about that child just as much as he cares about my child in a, in a home right now that's been raised with godly parents, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've yeah. said, you know what, that's one area. There might be other areas, whether it's Overlook Ministry that we partner with, the guys are out on the streets, and God sees them right where they're at, too. And I just love that in this chapter, we see a leader going, I see someone over there, and I'm going to go to war on their behalf. I'm yeah. going to go rescue yeah. and be a part That's of, good. you know, gathering, quote-unquote. And, you know, one of the one of the core values or one of the values we've been talking a lot about here at East Coast recently— is that church is not a gathering of strangers. It's not a it's not just a crowd of strangers coming together, but we are friends and family gathering together with a purpose. And that when we do that, man, any stranger, anybody who's out on the edges can come in and be part of a family and be a yeah. friend, right? Yeah. And no longer have to be a stranger. And I just I just wonder like how many times have we looked past that that the thing out on the fringe, you know, yeah. a little bit and going, let's get them, let's, let's go to war for them or let's get them to the heart. Let's get them to the center so that we can. And I don't know, I just really like that. So um, yeah. it's something that I've, I've been passionate about myself and to go, hey, let's look and not just look at what we see right here, but what's out there that we can go rescue and be a part of.
1: So let me let me back that up vision-wise yeah. to how one of the things the church, you know, I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart yep. and which fits exactly what Pastor Brian said, we felt like I felt like the Lord spoke to me that we if I will focus on youth, the poor and the lost, God will take care of the family yep. and get them in here. And uh, what we did, those what Brian talked about fits those yep. categories. Yep. So it's but it's not enough to say, hey, I want to reach the youth, the poor, and the lost, yep. because there are so many groups of those out yep. there. You've got to take it and kind of drill down into what you feel like God's saying in your heart. And actually start taking on groups. I mean, back in the day, uh, we felt like young black men that were struggling. We wanted to reach into their lives, so we put basketball courts on our property. Last night, when we were getting ready to do the event for a night of worship or whenever it was last week— uh, a young black man came up to uh, Taylor's, who was doing the pizza, and said, "How long are you guys going to be doing this? Yeah. We want to play." Yeah. And she said, "Well, as soon as we get done with this, we'll pull this down, yep. and you guys can play. But uh, we're going to have an event tonight, and so we'll be done about seven And da 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 da. And that's the way it worked out. But
0: yeah, I, I just I know that the heart of God is not built on just the like. You know, the the core only. Like uh-huh. Jesus died, that all, right? Yes, like, yes. All. And so, whether you feel, you might even feel like you're out on the edge right now. Oh, you know, yeah. like you might feel like, you know what? I might be one of those people that's kind of out there. I've been distant for a while. I've felt a lot of things about, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic we've been in. Yeah. I feel like a stranger a little bit because I haven't been back or I haven't, yeah. you know, I haven't gotten back to my small group, gotten back to my church, gotten back to community on some levels. And I would just say, you know what? Pray and cry out to God and go, God, how would I do that? Yeah. How would you re Come on. enter? Come and on. you know what? I want you to know that they we're open, and we're, we would we would welcome you home. If you've been out there and you're like, man, I feel far off, you know what? You're always welcome home. We like, the be, light's always on. Nobody will give you it know. a
1: thought, man. Come on back. Come on home. There's hope for you. And I love the picture that guys that shouldn't have been living out on the edge, yeah. guys that should have come in and taken the promised land like the rest of them they were instructed to do, would, you know, that they were, they you know, they just weren't doing very good. Yeah. And yet God delivers them. And, you know, that, I mean, that's all of our testimony in many ways, you know, that we weren't doing good and God delivered us. But this isn't just for, oh, yeah, when I got saved, I was really messed. But, you know, I'm kind of a mess now and I'm a Christian. You know what? God doesn't start disliking you because you became a Christian. God hates sin. I get it. But he loves you. And if sin's in control of your life right now, he loves you so much that he wants a solution for you in that situation. He hasn't given up on you. He hasn't forsaken you or doesn't want to be involved in you. He wants to deliver you.
0: Yeah, you know, I like I like the end of this chapter and fifteen where it says, So they all went to Gilgal in a solemn ceremony before they you know, they made Saul the king and then yeah. it says they offered peace offerings to the Lord and Saul and all the Israelites were filled with joy. You know, that the idea of being filled with joy, that like the joy of your salvation is something to be excited about. Like I can sometimes forget and I hate that I do that. I hate mm-hmm. that I that I, I mean, I say hey, that's a pretty strong word. I, I, I just get frustrated sometimes that I forget um, how much God has really done for me and how much God has rescued me from yeah. because I see the the thing that's in front of me. That is staring at me that I that I want to get right or I want to work yeah. on or, I, it's hard it's, or something. We just keep yep. going to the next thing instead of stopping and just, you know, being refreshed by joy. Like there is a space that we got to go, let's celebrate for a second. Let's celebrate what God has done, God is doing, and not just get so task focused that we're going to the next thing all the time. I love that they stop and celebrate. And we see that all throughout scripture. They're stopping and celebrate. You look, read the Psalms and you see, you know, though it was oh, this yeah. but God. You know, yep. like though, and you kind of roll yep. the roller yep. coaster of yep. that. Yep. But I love, I love the picture of stopping and going, you know what, let's just give thanks and rejoice in who God is and what he's done for us.
1: You know, actually in the next chapter, you talk about them going to Gilgal to do do this. It's exactly what Samuel tells them to do. He says, remember, think back. Did I ever cheat you? Did I ever steal your ox? Did I ever steal your donkey? Did God ever let you down during that time? You know, was, and, and so what are they called to do? Remember, that's how they get in the party sort of joy spirit, yeah. as they remember I was at that church I was at recently in North Carolina and ministering the word there and sharing. Um, during worship, at the end of worship, the pastor, Pastor Kevin Simmons, he's a good friend of mine, actually said that. He says, I want you all to just think about when you met the Lord. Come on. And, and I hadn't talked to him about any of this stuff. It was just something God had laid on his heart. And he just stopped for a minute and and encouraged us to think back, and I did. Yeah. And I I saw Mike and Pat walk in my, my living room again. I could picture our living room in Colorado and the fireplace that I put in and the stuff I put yeah. on the wall. And it all came flooding back to me and the joy I felt when I when I actually prayed and, and gave my heart and life to Christ and the things He did in my life. And I mean, what was it? We had a 30-second think about what the Lord has done for you. That's good. By the time that 30 seconds were done, I had a smile on my face. Yep, uh, I wasn't nervous about preaching. I wasn't, you know, well, I wonder if this is going to work out, or what about that at home, hope Carolyn's safe. None of that was going on. What was going on was just joy over what, remembering what God had done in my life.
0: You know, as you say that, I remember a song. I actually just looked up the lyrics of it while we're sitting here. (laughs) You know, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up, he turned me around, he set my feet on solid ground. This song is from, I don't know, back in the 90s somewhere, right? Yeah. Maybe or earlier. further. I, or maybe, maybe way back there, you know? But it says, it makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory, of all the honor, all the praise. You know what happens when we stop and we celebrate is it really just changes our perspective. Come and on. we want to be moved by that. Just Come as on. much as you're moved with a burden for someone out there, yeah. you know what? Just stop right where you're at for a second and just go, man, thank you, Jesus. You saved me. You rescued me. The, these guys were rescued from being out on the out on. On, out on the edges. And yeah. I've was I i been there, too. Like I, I've, I've been on the edges. And sometimes <laughs> I can get myself back. Back on an edge of some sort. You could just
1: be on the edge mentally. Oh, yeah. Or the edge emotionally. Yeah. Or, you know, resources wise, you're on the edge. I mean, we can get there without being real big sinners. Yeah. You can have issues on being on the edge. So the edge isn't just like you're on, you know, heroin and, you know, Using a machine gun to shoot people, it yeah. can be on a lot of different levels. It's good. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I just I just like the idea that even in a season that's yep. been a little bit challenging, Come even on. mentally or you know, you've been you've been battling some stuff, you know. I mean they were facing their getting their eyes gouged out. It's like, okay, we'll just surrender and just gouge an eye or something. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like you could be so far into you're right on the cusp of a disaster, but God. And here comes the rescue, and here comes the answer, you know. And I mean, I I don't know. It doesn't even really matter what you're facing today. Yeah, the answer, right, right. no joke, the answer is just right there. Like he's got good works foreordained for you that you'd walk in. Like just right there, there is a good work, and there is an opportunity. There's an open door. There is incredible things right there, like just right there. But it's a move towards him, and let him get into it.
1: Yeah, you know. Uh, do you Does this make you angry, this Nahash yeah. guy? <laughs> I mean, they say to him, we'll come out and be your servants, right. submit ourselves. That means there becomes slaves. We're surrendering. I give up. Yeah. And Nahash said, yeah, I'll do that if... I get to gouge out everybody's right eye. Are you kidding? <laughs> this guy, I mean, I I am so glad yeah. Saul went in there and but this is the spirit and heart of the yeah. enemy. We think that if we give in in an area, yeah. it's going to be okay or we can compromise or things are going to work. That oh, not that bad. I can work this out and you know, I'll just do this little bit and I'll be okay. You got to understand the devil is like Nahash the Ammonite, yeah. only worse. Yeah. He wants to gouge out your eye. Yeah. Do you like your eyes? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, come on. He is not playing games. He's playing for keeps. He not only wants to make you a slave, yep. he wants to make you a half-blind slave. And in some uh, there's another guy that does this who says, I'm going to gouge out your eyes and cut off your big toe yeah. on your right foot. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, this is the kind of thinking the enemy has about your life. And if you're not careful and
0: you don't have somebody to help you see that— You could be walking into a disaster, not realizing how deep the disaster is about to become. I—that's the other value of getting back to the circle, getting back to the center—is that you have you have godly counsel around you. You have people to help you, friends, brothers, and sisters, friends and family again, right? You have friends and family instead of a crowd of strangers. Strangers don't care about what you're about to walk into all the time. But you know what? Friends and family, and gathering together as a local church, being a part of—and you know what? We we are a great church. I believe I believe that God has done an incredible thing at East Coast. But you know what? You need fellowship more than you need to be at East Coast only. Come you need on. to be somewhere. If you're yeah. out there and you're on the edge alone, you yeah. need to get into fellowship. Get in we, church. We would love to have you. Like yep, one hundred percent. We want you to come and we want you to be a part of this ministry because we feel like God could do something great in it through this thing called Morning Breath that God would bring you into a, into a conversation that would you know propel you into a future with. I mean, God's got a plan, and it's an incredible plan. But more than we need you, or you need to be here, you need to be somewhere, and you need yeah. fellowship, and you need people alongside you. They're going to stand and go. That is going to get you in serious trouble. Yep. You don't see it today. Let me help you. And you know, in the in the presence of you know many counselors, you can actually have success. You can find success when people help you, right? Absolutely. We, we can't just. Uh, we need to get to a break. Yeah, we, we got go a on break. On. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira,
1: Mark your calendars for Overlook Ministries' first concert fundraiser on June 25th. The event starts at 6 p.m. with food trucks, tours of their residential treatment house, and a concert that starts at 7, led by East Coast Christian Center's worship pastor Chris Johnson. Come be a part of saving men's lives and restoring families. Mothers want their sons back, wives are missing their husbands, and children want their daddies home. Find more information and location of the event through Facebook by searching Overlook Ministries or you can go to www.overlookministries.com.
0: Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at seven. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in.
1: Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com.
0: welcome back to the morning breath podcast lean in as the pastors
1: finish the show with their final thoughts i like that lean in that i do that sometimes i get up on the front of my seat Let's Lean go. in. I want to really be paying attention to what's coming next. I'm paying attention to Pastor Brian. What you got?
0: Yeah, just in closing, I uh, I wanted to share this last verse. It says, verse 11, But before the dawn of the morning, Saul arrived, having divided his army into three detachments, and they launched a surprise attack. Huh? I love the idea of, you know, be intentional about how you're going to attack the enemy. Mm, like, the, the enemy's intentional about how he's going to come after, your you know, your life. Why not just go, hey, you know what? I'm going to set some boundaries in place. I'm going to set some guardrails. I'm going to do some things intentional to actually... Get back in the game in some of these areas that maybe I've just kind of drifted yeah, far off, you know. And so, it, it's not a hard thing. It might be a financial thing. You've kind of drifted financially. Well, let's let's work on a budget. You, you know?
1: know, I sat down with somebody who was in a, in a mess financially recently. Yeah, and we were able to work a budget, do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We actually even refinanced their house, yeah. paid off all their debt, That's and good. lowered their house payment by $100 a month.
0: Praise God. Yeah, there there are natural things that you can do like like Saul did to to break the things into into spaces so that we could, you know, be successful and overcome the enemy. The enemy wants to just absolutely destroy your life and they they only give them they only got power that we give them. So let's go after it. Let's be intentional about how we do it. Maybe it's a relationship thing and you need help getting out of a relationship. We got, you know, hey, celebrate recovery. If come on. hurt? Hang up habit? There's great opportunity for you to build new relationships and start again and get kind of free. this yeah,
1: Church isn't all just, you know, go to church and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, it fits our lives. Yeah. God fixes our whole life. We love you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Brian. Bye-bye. Bye, Nick. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast.